0: Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening, and good evening. This is Pastor James Dogger Jr., and I'm so excited that you tuned in on this particular evening for a night of word and worship. Has God been good to you? Are you excited about what the Lord has done? How great he has been? Uh, the Bible says that we should make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And tonight, I'm expecting that God has. Prepared you for this moment and that he is absolutely deserving of your praise. Can I just ask a question? Has God delivered anybody who's tuning in right now? Has he been a deliverer to you? If he's delivered you from anything, if you can look behind you and see a trail of victories because God has pulled you through, then I want you guys to go ahead and press that heart button. Press that heart button. Let us know that God has been a deliverer. You know what? Let me ask this question. Has God kept anybody? See, not everybody can say they've been delivered from the current situation, but I can tell you this that even if you've not yet been delivered, God has been keeping you, which means you can give Him praise because of His keeping power. Has God been a keeper? Has He kept your mind, y'all, in the midst of what you're going through? Has He kept your family? Has He kept your joy? Has He kept your peace? Is God a keeper? If God is a keeper, then let me see you just press that heart button. Why don't you just say thank you, Lord, wherever you are? Let's give Him praise because the Lord deserves it. And tonight I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm pumped because God has something. Special in store for us this evening. Go ahead and come on in and press that share button. Make sure that you share this stream. We want to make sure that everyone knows that God is doing something great here at the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival and we want you to press that share button, press that share button. You all did a great job last night. Last night I I went back and I noticed that so many of you guys were pressing that share button and that's why so many people were blessed by the experience that we had last night. If you received the word that was preached through God's maid servant, Pastor Lola Johnston, then go ahead and press that heart button. If you appreciate what God did through her as a vessel this, uh, this past evening last night, then go ahead and press that like button and I also want you to press that share button because God, God is about to take us higher Oh yes, oh yes Why don't we use that hashtag tonight Going higher, going higher Last night we said we're going to go higher And we're going to say that again Go ahead and use that hashtag We're going higher tonight God is going to move in a mighty and a marked way Can I tell you guys that I'm not here alone Oh yes, I got some people who are here with me Yeah, I brought some of my friends I brought some of my friends Y'all want to know who's here with me? Let me go ahead and put that thing in gallery view So you can check out who the Lord has positioned to help Oh, there they go we got Pastor Goodman, and we got Pastor Moda, who is in the place. How are y'all doing? If you don't mind, go ahead and unmute your mic and, and greet the people this evening. How are you guys feeling?
1: Hello, yes, hello, Callie, hello. Um, hi, I'm feeling tired, JD. I'm tired of feeling like <laughs> I'm being trapped in a yeah. This is an extrovert's nightmare, okay? Right. I am a 98% extrovert, according to Meyer Briggs. You know, okay. I self-grow during this time.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And
1: it's just been a nightmare. But you know what? There's also been a lot of good because I've seen yeah. a lot of people care that I didn't know cared. Text yeah. messages and phone calls and hey, Are you OK? Are you good? And, you know, we don't normally do that for one another. So it's just yeah. been enlightening how we've pulled in together, even if we are so apart. You know. Yes.
0: Good. Good. Well, thank you. What, what about you, Pastor Goodman? How are you feeling? How are you doing?
3: And I am good it is one of the, the, the last 24 hours have been literally crazy. Yeah. The, yeah. My wife is a teacher. Evelyn's a teacher and the internet mm-hmm. goes out the house. She can't teach without internet. My kids can't go wow. to school without internet. And I wow. said, Laura, what are you doing? So, right. so today is my day to prepare. And I've got all my kids all over me all day because I had to bring them to the office so they could do their my school. Lord. <laughs> I think I you up to. Found yeah. out that somebody had installed a line in the house behind me and had cut the line and cut out my internet. I said, "Wow, I what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm glad." Yeah. And he yeah. brought at every point. He has shown me he's stronger, he's bigger, he's greater. So Come on, said, I'm good. Hey, tonight I got internet. <laughs> Let's go. You're on.
0: God is good, man. He is, he's, he is a provider. And I appreciate you guys for joining us this evening. We're going to have a good time. Right. We're going to have a great time. Thank you guys for coming through. Let me go ahead and invite all of you at this time to celebrate yourselves. This is why, because we have been so faithful, so generous, so sacrificial in sowing your seeds to help these families around the globe who are suffering through this season of financial crisis. You all have given You've given. You have given. You have given, and we celebrate you for giving so generously. Again, I want to remind you guys that since we began about two and a half weeks ago, I can't believe we are almost done with our three weeks, y'all. This is crazy; it's flying by. But in this short amount of time, you all have given through the gift registry for that young lady who just had her baby, through a giving to all of those single mothers and those families who are struggling. You have given over four thousand dollars, and I celebrate you guys in. Just <laughs> (laughs) two and a half weeks. Y'all got to know how major that is. If you didn't do anything, if you didn't get anything, then let me tell you this, God has used you. You came through and God used you in a mighty and a marked way. And I celebrate you. I'm going to clap for you. Let's go. Can we clap for them? Let's clap for them, y'all. Let's clap for them because they deserve celebration for the great things that they've done in sewing to help these families. Again, I want to let you guys know that if it is your desire to jump in, if maybe you've not yet had the opportunity to give and God has blessed you recently, and you're saying, I want to share that blessing with some people who need it, then this is what I want you to do. Go ahead and use these two avenues that we have in order for you to give, we're going to use the cash app. And you got to use this this uh, this handle, the money sign, the quarantine revival. Again, that is the money sign, the quarantine revival. And we want you guys to use that avenue via cash app. Every cent, every cent goes toward families who are struggling. And as I uh, have mentioned before, I want to mention this again. If you are a family in need, If you're struggling, we need you to reach out to us. Let us know so that we can help you by giving all of what had all of what these families and people have been giving all around the globe. We want to make sure we give that straight to you. So reach out to us. Send us a message through the Quarantine Revival Facebook page or send us an email. And we also have another opportunity to give via the PayPal um, Avenue that paypal avenue is the quarantine revival at gmail.com again that is the quarantine revival at gmail.com through paypal and all of you all who have been using both we say thank you we celebrate you are awesome and god has been using you mightily to help these people who are struggling in this season so again thank you guys so much for your generosity use that paypal use that cash app and we'll make sure that that money goes into the right hands let me say this real quick because One of the prayers that we've been praying is that God would give us discernment and guidance to know where these funds need to go. I was anticipating, and I'm I'm going to be honest with you guys, I was anticipating that when we offered this opportunity for people to give, and then for those of you who are struggling to reach out, I was thinking that we were going to get bombarded with all of these requests. But you know what God did? Every time you all gave, as it started to climb, that number started to go up and the funds were increasing Right when it got to that place where, you know, we needed to give it away, that's when somebody would reach out. It was like divine timing with every single opportunity. And I want to encourage you guys, man, trust God. Trust God, because he's answering prayers of people who've been praying that God would show up, and he's answering those prayers through you as his vessel. So continue. If you don't mind, can I invite you guys to pray with me? Pray with me that God will continue to give us guidance and discernment so that we'll know where these funds need to go, because there are people who are in need all over the place. We blessed a, a single mother in Jamaica. We blessed a single mother in Michigan. We blessed a single mother in Virginia. Virginia. We've blessed a family here in Florida, another single mother here in Florida, a single mother in Houston, Texas. Guys, the money has been going where the money needs to go. And God has been answering our prayer. And I'm going to ask that you would continue to pray with us, that God would give us that discernment and guidance so that your funds that you've been giving go to the right place. Again, if we, did, if we didn't accomplish anything, in this revival, I can say this, we've accomplished one thing, and that is you've been a blessing to some people who are in need. So I I celebrate you. And again, I say thank you so very much for giving via the Cash App and the PayPal. I want to let you all know that uh, Pastor Mota, who is here tonight, she's actually going to be preaching tomorrow night, and she's been so gracious to come through and give us our prayer. She's going to intercede on our behalf this evening. So what I want to do right now is I'd love for us To go ahead and position ourselves for for prayer i'm going to ask pastor moda to take us to the throne i want you guys to know last night you responded at the very end of that experience when pastor burden said hey give us your number if you don't mind and we'll call you and we'll pray with you Um, some of you guys gave us your number and we appreciate that some of you guys have given us specific requests and we celebrate that we want you to know that we are praying with you and for you we got people uh pastor moda who are struggling financially we have people who are struggling mentally. We have people who are struggling relationally, not just with each other, but their relationship with God. They're praying that God will continue to, to grow them in this spiritual walk. We have some people who are struggling, y'all, with professional uh, uh, uh security. We don't know where the next paycheck is going to come from. We don't know what our next job will be. Some people aren't even as worried about the financial issues as much as they're worried about God providing a space for purpose. They want to have that sense of fulfillment. God, put me someplace where I can use my gifts for you. And a lot of people who are asking for guidance for God to move, I want you to know that we're going to pray with you. We're praying for you. And tonight, Pastor Mota is going to do just that. She's going to take us to the throne. And let me tell you and remind you that God does hear intercessory prayer. The faithful Here it is, the prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. And tonight, this woman of God is going to pray on our behalf. So if you, again, don't mind, please, let's assume some position of respect and let's go to God right now in prayer. Pastor Moda, please take us.
1: Okay, let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we are humbled that the maker of the world would be so inclined to hear the petitions of his children. Father, I know that right now everywhere, everywhere around the world, there are people that are panicking still because they still don't know where they're going to get their next meal from. They don't know how they're going to pay their bills. They don't know, God, where their next meal Uh, emergency fund will come from, their help will come from. But God, I am comforted because I know that there is a psalm that says, I will look unto the hills because from whence comes my help, my help comes from the Lord, the maker. God, you are the maker. You are the sustainer. You are the holder. You are the builder. You are the creator. You are the giver. So God, it is to you that we come now humbly saying, God, you take over our problems. You take over our situation. God, you be, God, even in this moment where sometimes our human eyes cannot see the divine. Lord, I pray that we will come in partnership with you. Lord, that we will know that you care. That, that song asks the question, does Jesus care? And the song says in it of itself, oh, yes, he cares, God. Sometimes we forget that you care, but we are grateful for the constant little reminders that you send us to say, hey, I'm here. I am not too far away. I know your needs. Present them before me and let me handle them and trust me to do so because I am a good and faithful God. So, Lord, it is to you that we pray now at this moment. Lord, I, I, I know that if I were to present each person that has put a request down, God, it would probably take me all night. So, Lord, I will just say, Lord, you know what those needs are. You know what those petitions are, God. We, we know that you are still faithful, that you still care. And Lord, I pray that you would forgive our unbelief, that you would grow our faith even to the size of a mustard seed, God, so that when we tell our mountains of problems or our mountains of issues or our mountains of debt or our mountains of hunger or whatever the mountain may be, God, that it needs to move, that it will move in the mighty name of Jesus, not because there's any power in us, but there's power and sustaining power and everlasting power in you. Lord, I also want to present to you your manservant, Pastor Goodman, Father, as he gets ready to present a word from you. Lord, I pray that you hide him behind your cross. That that the words that come from his lips may be words that have been anointed and appointed by you for such a time as this. God, that we the hearers will understand that we will become doers based on what he says. Father, I thank you for the wisdom that you have imparted to him. That you have kept him sane. That you have kept him and his family even today, God, where the enemy tried to create stumbling blocks. That you were not too far away. That you were right there. That you knew what he needed and that you came in at the right time god if that is not what this time is about i don't know what it is but help us to just trust you god and to hear your word through your manservant. And Lord, I just want to pray a special prayer of blessing over all those that are hearing and listening and participating, but especially God, over Pastor James Doggett Jr., God, who you have inspired to do this, Father. He is humbly going after your word. He knows, God, that we as a people are hungry to hear a word from you. So Lord, I pray that as we hunger for you, as He has listened to you, God, that you will bestow blessings upon everyone whose hearts are open, whose hands are are open, God, who is just saying, Father, we just need a little bit more from you. And we know, God, that if you were to never do anything again, that, that you you have already done enough. But God, we thank you because you promise in your word, seek and you will find, knock, and it shall be open, ask and it shall be given. So we ask, we ask, God. We we ask those petitions in our hearts that we dare not say out loud, we ask because we trust you. And forgive us, Father. Forgive us for going to other sources or other mediums, but keep us closer to your cross now more than ever before. In your holy and matchless name, we do pray these things. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much, Pastor Moda, for praying for us. Uh, We felt the power of your prayer, and we celebrate the fact that God has not just heard, but God is absolutely going to answer. As a matter of fact, I believe that the blessing that you prayed for is already on the way. So again, we celebrate you, and we say thank you for leading us tonight in prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we only have four more days. I can't can't believe it. I can't believe it. We have four more days, y'all. We have tomorrow, then we have Thursday, then we have Friday, and then we have Saturday. But let me go ahead and give you guys something because God has dropped something on our spirit. Because we know that God has positioned us during this quarantine time to be a blessing, to allow all of these mighty men and, pre- men and women of God to preach the gospel, to sing and lead us in song, and to just minister to us each and every night. And guess what, y'all? I know that it looks like this thing is going to conclude on Saturday, but I want to just let you know, and I'm going to go ahead and drop this on you real quick. Hey, y'all, we got something cooking. We got something that's going to happen. We're going to continue this thing. As a matter of fact, there's going to be a second edition on on this quarantine moving forward revival. So go ahead and pray with us as we're putting together some plans and we're moving forward in faith, believing that God is going to continue to meet the needs of people all around the globe. I want you to know, though, that while God has blessed you and met your need, I need you to know that this upcoming move, this shift that's about to take place, we're going to be heavy in the realm of evangelism and prophecy. We're going to really encourage you guys to take what you've been given as it relates to inspiration. And we're going to start looking intentionally to engage people in this next phase uh, who are de-churched, unchurched, don't know God, don't care about God, don't have maybe looking for God. And guess what? God's going to use you as his vessel. Oh, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll give y'all more information later. Stop being so nosy. I'll tell you later. But let me tell you that tonight we do have a preacher who is in the house. We have none other than Pastor Keith Goodman, this man of God who is so down to earth. Let me tell you, and I mentioned this before, that he is a scathing rebuke to so many preachers around the globe because there are a lot of shepherds that don't smell like sheep. And this particular shepherd, I need you to know, is not some person who stands on the lofty um, heights of the pulpit and preaches down at people. No, he's one of the most down to earth, very cool, um, very, very compassionate um, individuals and preachers and ministers that I've ever met. This man of God has the anointing on him. Y'all need to know that he's not just a preacher, he's not just a pastor, but he also has a passion for civic leadership. Um, He's participated in so many different areas around the country as it relates to helping those in the communities in which he has been strategically placed throughout his ministry. I want you to know that he currently pastors the World Harvest Outreach SDA Church there in Houston, Texas. Where are my who people at? If you are from who and you're tuning in tonight, I need y'all to go ahead and press that heart button. Let us know that you're here supporting your pastor. Um, I noticed today that via social media that they there at the World Harvest Outreach Church, SDA Church, have ministered to so many people through their food bank. I'm talking about lines that have been, you know, uh, literally uh, curling around the, the corner of the church. And this ministry has been doing great things in this season to help those who are in need. And again, it's under the leadership of this amazing pastor. That's why we're celebrating him in this time. We also need you to know that he's not just an amazing father. But he's also an amazing husband to his wife, Miss Evelyn Goodman. And I need you guys to know that both of them are musicians. Yeah, they're 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 Swiss Army knives um, as it relates to ministry. They can do so many different things. And I'm excited because I think you might get a ch- a chance to see them doing their thing as a team in this thing called ministry. So I'm very excited about that. But Pastor Goodman, again, we celebrate you and we're so grateful that you came. Y'all got to know, and I can't I can't miss this. He did get his uh, B.A. In ministry ministerial theology from the oakwood university my alma mater where my oakwood folk at go ahead and show some love press that heart button press that heart button yeah oakwood and then of course he then got his master's of divinity degree as well and i want you to know that he's hungry for knowledge that he knows how to break the word down and present it in relevant ways and tonight we are excited about what god is going to do through this man of god but before we get to the word that will be presented through pastor goodman we have another friend who is with us, none other than Samantha Howard. Samantha is going to lead us in our song of preparation and praise. And as she prepares to do that, let me remind you that, listen, we need to know how God has blessed you during this time. Please, if you have the time, if you desire to participate in this way, we want you to to record a video. Um, You saw two nights ago, I believe it was, uh, Miss Ebony who recorded a video pretty much just saying in about 30 seconds or so how God has been blessing her and her family through this revival. And we want you guys to do the same. So if you can, please record a video, a testimony about what the Lord has been doing. And we'd love to share it. We'd love to hear how God has been moving in this season. So do that, record, and then send it to our Gmail account. That is Gmail.com, Or you can send it to the Facebook uh profile the quarantine revival through the messenger app and we promise that we will take it and we will share it with the people so please share with us your testimonies at this time i'm excited again to welcome our friend um our sister in christ miss samantha howard please take us to the throne now
2: to the way things work my response hallelujah hey you're my redeemer yeah hallelujah
0: At this time, we're going to ask Pastor Goodman uh, to come and take the floor to lead us to the throne and to share with us what God has placed on his heart. Again, we thank you, Pastor Goodman, for being here and for delivering this word.
3: J.D., I want to say thank you. Thank you for letting the Lord use you. Thank you for uh, being a young man of vision uh, and for allowing God to give this to you, to give to us. And I got to tell you, I mean, I've listened to preacher after preacher. And I have myself been blessed. And I just think it's just amazing that uh, last night, Pastor Lola Moore preached a word that was literally liberating to me. I'm not ready to tell my testimony, but I tell you that thing, I almost sent somebody a thank you note today. (laughs) But I said, they won't understand and they'll take it the wrong way. But no, I thank God. I thank God for this quarantine revival. And I want to say that I counted a privilege anytime that I'm uh, given the opportunity to say a word on behalf of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so thank you uh, for the opportunity to share. I'm going to get right to it, and uh, we will we will probably not be too long. I say probably, J.D., you didn't give me a time limit, but I'm going to try not to keep the people too long.
0: Take your time, uh, Doc. Take your time.
3: Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. And uh, you've heard this scripture many a time, but I'm going to do it from the New Living Translation. Word of God says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. I'm going to do it one more time. Romans chapter 5 verse 12. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. And I just, Lord, put up from my heart during this quarantine revival in the middle of this pandemic that uh, we're going to talk about patient zero tonight. Patient zero. Father, we thank you so much for just the opportunity to gather together. There are people literally all over this world who are tuned in for this moment. Uh, some have not tuned in, but I just trust that those who have tuned in, that this is a word for them tonight. So God, I'm praying that you will just have your way and uh, you know I've studied, but You know, I'm just giving you free reign over my notes. You can erase them. You can add to them. But, God, we want to hear a word from you. So uh, let there be nothing in me that blocks the way of your people hearing what you would have for them to know and to allow to be planted in their hearts today. Be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Patient Zero. Now, everybody knows that we're in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, if you watch the 2011 movie Contagion, you might have heard a term, uh, it talks about the r not R and zero, N-A-U-G-H-T. And what that talks about is the the communicability of a particular virus. How how many people are going to get it? When you get it, how many people are you going to give it to? And we know there's, there's been SARS and there's been MERS and there's been the swine flu of 1918. And I mean, all of these things and they have different r Some of them, you know, 1.5 to 2.5, others 2 to 2.5. They say that this novel coronavirus, every person who gets it is gonna infect two to two and a half more people. They say that the measles was one of the most highly communicable diseases. It, it infected 12 to 18 people so on a population of 1000 people those 1000 people would then infect 12000 or 18000 more well that that's one side how highly communicable the disease is the other side is how uh, its mortality rate so like uh, the mers that that middle eastern one uh, everybody who got it every two people one of them died the mortality was very high so some people uh, get a disease and people are talking about you know this is no thing, this virus, because they say more, a lot of people get the uh, influenza every year. But the difference is that those people, only 0.6% of those people actually die. But, the, but 10% they're finding so far, those people actually uh, die with this novel coronavirus. And so what I'm saying to you is that this particular disease is highly communicable and uh, it has a high mortality rate. Now I'm excited about this, because as I was reading the word of God and I bumped into Romans chapter five and verse 12, it dawned on me. Well, here we're trying to figure out who is patient zero? Who is this person? They they went after this lady named Matye Banasi. Uh, she had gone over to the Wuhan uh, uh, province last October or sometime last fall. And she was participating in the military games. And they say that she brought it back or, or the Chinese government says that she took it over. And of course, you know, Jamie Kalasar, who is a mighty preacher, always talks about Agent Orange and the relationship that he has between the Chinese government, that it could be a bioweapon. There are all kinds of conspiracy theories going around about how this virus got out. Did it get out by bats in Wuhan? or Was there some science facility around the corner from Wuhan that was irresponsible in how they were dealing with it? Or is it a bioweapon? Well, We don't know who patient zero is, but when I read Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, it dawned on me that we know who patient zero is, not about the novel coronavirus, but we do know about this virus of sin. We know that Adam was patient zero. Now, I don't know about you. I've heard people over the years say, I can't wait to get to heaven, as if they're going to put their hands around Adam's neck and say, dude, do you know what you got us into? That Adam is patient zero, that that somehow or another, his distrust of the word of God is the reason why we ended up in this situation. The virus of sin has moved in. And the thing about this virus of sin is not only that it's highly communicable, because you know, it's, it's not just two to two and a half, it's not even 12 to 18, but every person who has ever lived has been infected with the virus of sin. It was right there in our text. Not just Adam's sin, but all sin because of the mistake that Adam made. I mean, but not only that, everybody dies. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 says it's appointed unto man once to die, that no matter who you are, if you live on this planet, unless Jesus comes first, you're going to die, because Adam's virus has gotten into the DNA of every single human being. He's patient zero. And I was saying, man, when I looked at this text, I said, wow, Adam, Adam has infected all of humanity, and I can imagine that the enemy of our souls, that dragon, that great dragon, the devil, must have said, "Man, I got him. He hates God so much, that he was coming after humanity. He said, "I got him now, I got him." and that he was going to stick it to God forever throughout eternity, that he had humanity imprisoned, because you know how it is, whenever you get the original infected. Every copy is going to have the flaw of the original. Uh, those of us who are in the, in the com- into computers know that if you've got a virus in the original file, then every file you copy from that is going to have the flaw inside it. So I know that Satan said, I got him now. I got him. I was able to convince the first man. And now in every human being who was born after him, they're going to have the virus of sin. I know that Satan figured he had God right where he wanted him. But you know something about God? God has a way of making a way out of no way. Dr. Jeremiah Wright, one of my favorite preachers, uh, used to pastor the Trinity United Church of Christ back when I was at seminary. He told a story about uh, a a group of people who had gone on a tour guide through a, a museum somewhere over in Europe. And they had gone by this painting and the painting was entitled Check Me. And as they're looking at the the painting, it appears that the the bad guy has done checkmate on the good guy. And they're sitting there at the board. And to most people looking at it, they would say, oh, man, he did get him. He had him him up against the, he had him up against his back against the wall. Uh, But Dr. Jeremiah Wright said that in that crowd that particular day was a Russian chess master. He was the world champion of chess. (laughs) And when he looked at it, he said, it's a lie. It's a lie. He said, because he could see that the king had another move. And I'm just here to tell you that that even when Satan thought that he had all of humanity, the king has another move. Satan could not have figured out, because he's so selfish, that God had another move. Now, if you go back to the Old Testament, back in Isaiah 14 and in Ezekiel 28, you're going to find out, that Satan was the covering cherub, which means that he was in the very presence of God, uh, around the throne of God. There there were two cherubim that covered the mercy seat and and God dwelt in the Shekinah glory there. And Satan was right there. And so he he had been in on high level strategy sessions. He had watched God for so long that he got to a point where he figured, you know what, I can do this better than he does. And so he said, I'm going to exalt my throne above the stars. I'll be like the most high. He figured he could do what God could do. Only problem is, because he was a created being, there were some meetings that uh, his security clearance didn't get him into. And when God had decided that he was going to make man, he said, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in their uh, Trinity situation room had a conversation that said, we're going to make man Uh, Out of love, we're going to make man in our image. And when we make man, uh, we don't want him to mess up. But in case he does, uh, Jesus, you'll be the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Satan didn't get that memo. He wasn't in the room to understand that. But God is so good that he decided that I don't want Adam to make a mistake. But if he makes a mistake, I will go down and take his place. Satan couldn't conceive of this. And uh, he had judiciously come up with his strategy plan to trap all of humanity. But the truth of the matter is that he could never conceive of giving himself up to save anybody. But he didn't know how God is. His love is so great and so grand that he decided, I'll go down myself that I might save humanity. I was thinking about this, J.D. I I was thinking about this. I said, you know, we call Adam the first Adam, and then we refer to Jesus as the second Adam. And like I told you earlier, I said, man, you think about the fact that when you get the original, then that means that every succeeding copy is gonna have the flaw of the original if you can get the original to have a virus in it. The problem is that Satan had forgotten that Adam was not the original. Adam was created in the image of God. And so Adam was a copy himself. <laughs> there was an original that, he, that could not be touched. And so Adam, he may be the first Adam, but really, if you read Luke's genealogy in Luke chapter 3, he says, Adam was the son of God. And when the son of God came down himself to give himself, there's no flaw in him. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. You know, Adam was a, was a, was, was a specimen to look at. Uh, Ellen White talks about him how he was tall and ruddy and handsome and I don't know to the ladies who are on here who your flavor of the month is. It might be Michael Ely, it might be Omari Hardwick. It might be, I don't know, Idris Elba. It might be Boris Kojo. Maybe I need to talk to the older ones. Maybe it's Denzel Washington. Maybe I need to talk to the older older ones. Maybe it's Billy D. Williams, but I don't know who it is. But Adam was their father. And in Adam, that first handsome man created in prelapsarian perfection Every man who has come down through time has come with his messed up DNA. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, though, that that second Adam, he said, when we behold him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. Lord have mercy. The second Adam was not something that we were impressed with when we looked at him. But oh, how lovely he is. Somebody said he's the lily of the valley. (laughs) He's the rose of Sharon. I mean, he's altogether lovely. Jesus came and he took our place. Man, patient zero is Adam. Uh, They have not figured out yet a vaccine. Dr. Fauci keeps talking about his hopes in uh, a a vaccine finally coming out, but I'm here to tell you that uh, we do have a solution to the sin problem. One of the things they've got to figure out about this uh, novel coronavirus is that once you've had it, if you're able to survive it, there are some antigens that are in your blood uh, that will keep you from being infected the next time. Well, Jesus tasted death for all of us. (laughs) Uh, Something in his blood, redeeming blood, his precious blood, (laughs) that blood still has miraculous power. And that blood that flowed from his side has the antigen. It has the answer to all of our sin problem. I'm here to tell you that Paul, when he writes in Romans chapter five and verse 12, when he talks about the second Adam, he's not worried about it because there's a great physician who can heal the virus in every single one of us. I'm here to tell you that when I read Paul, he's not disappointed in Adam. He's just telling us what happened, that Adam sinned and then Adam all died. Paul will write in Romans chapter 3 that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because man fell and every man who has been born since Adam has fallen, we deserve death. But Jesus took our place. So when Adam writes, he write, when, when Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, he writes with a hopefulness. Can I just walk you back through a few verses and then I'll get out of your way? I want you to see Romans chapter five. Look at the first verse and listen to him. He says, therefore, since we've been made right with God, we've been made right. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. We've been made right. He's not saying that, that we've earned it, but we've been made right because of what he's done. And then he says, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. I'm going to walk you through three, three things and I'm going to get out of your way. First thing that I want you to notice is back here in verses 9 and 10. I'm going to walk backward from verse 12. Verse 9 says, and since we've been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. First thing that I want you to see that uh, even though patient zero messed us up, the great physician came through and he fixed it for all of us who will by faith believe in him. The first thing is that we are friends with God, that our friendship with God has been, and he uses the word in the New Living Translation, it's been restored. He has brought us back together again. When Adam was was in that garden, he walked in the garden and the voice of God walked with him in the cool of the day. But when sin came, there was a breach that happened and he could no longer walk and talk with God. But because of what Jesus has done, He has brought us back together so that he actually says that I'm a friend of God. Israel got it right. I am a friend of God. The friendship with God has been restored. And he says that's a reason to rejoice. And I want to say to somebody in this quarantine revival that no matter what you're going through, you've got a friend in Jesus. I need you to be encouraged with the fact that no matter what you're going through, how difficult it is, and even if your friends are not calling you because they've got you know, uh, some kind of issues that they're dealing with, some post-traumatic stress, you should know that you've got a friend in Jesus, and that when you wake up in the midnight hour, you can talk to him, and he will not be uh, upset that you called him, because the Bible says that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. That's an indication that we've been made a friend of God. Old Testament sanctuary said, in a way that you can come on into this holy place, the high priest could only do that, and he could only do that one time a year, And they said that they used to tie a rope around his ankle that just in case his sins had not been forgiven and he couldn't come out, they would drag him out because there was nobody who could come in to get him. But the Bible says that because Jesus has restored, he has repaired the breach because we're friends of God, you and I can walk not into into the outer court, not only into the holy place. We can go right into the most holy place because when that blood that came from His side came streaming down, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. That means God said, "I've opened the way, and you can come on in here anytime you need to get help." I'm a friend of God. That's the first thing. I can rejoice even in the quarantine because I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. There are a lot of people who we like to name drop about who we're friends with, and if I were to say, "I'm," friends with some famous person, you would be impressed, but I'm a friend of God. That's the first reason that we can rejoice even in a quarantine. Second thing I want to say to you, because I'm telling you, I'm going to get out of the way, is if you back up to verses three through through five, you will see that he says, and we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Somebody asked for prayer for all kinds of things. They, they don't know what's going to happen with their job. That They've been furloughed and they don't know if they're going to come back. They, they don't know what's going on. And they've got children to feed and a home to pay for and bills to pay. They don't know what's going on. and But Paul says we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. Now, I know somebody's like, man, what, what the, Paul done lost his mind because trial, tri- trial's not fun. He says, but we can rejoice when we run into trials. He says, why? Because the trials develop perseverance. They develop endurance. And the endurance does something. It develops strength of character. And the character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope of salvation will not lead to disappointment because we know how dearly he loves us. And what I'm saying to you is number one, uh, we can rejoice in a quarantine because we're friends with God. But secondly, we can, we can rejoice and we don't need to fret over any problem. We don't ne- need to fear any trouble because we're friends with God. That's what Paul's saying to us. He says, I don't know what's coming. I don't know how hard tomorrow's going to be. But one thing I know is that when I go through the trial, God's with me. And if God lets me go through the trial, there's a purpose for my pain. He's using the trial to develop endurance in me. He's using the trial to develop my character and to mold me and fashion me more into his likeness. And guess what? Paul says, I know that my hope will not be disappointed. And I don't want you to miss what he said. He said, because we know how dearly he lives loves us. I can go through trouble. I can go through trials. I can have problems. I can experience pain, and I can still raise my hands. I can say like the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear them and be glad. So will you magnify the Lord with me, even in a quarantine, and let us exalt his name together? Can you magnify the Lord with me, that even though you've got some family members who are struggling on a respirator now, that God knows what he's doing. Can you magnify the Lord with me, even though you may have lost a loved one and couldn't attend the funeral because of the restrictions. Can you magnify the Lord with me, even if you don't know how it's going to work out, but because you know the Lord, you know that it's going to work out. I'm here to tell you that God is is letting us know you're good because I'm your friend and I'm with you no matter what you're going through. I was thinking about this thing the other day. I said, man, God, you know how to make a way out of no way. Remember Rich, second night of the revival, uh, he was preaching on the children of Israel. And, and I need you to understand that, that that your problems have solutions. God doesn't always reveal them to us because he's trying to pull us close enough to himself to learn to trust him. But if you look back over every problem you've had, every, every sleepless night that you thought nothing would work out, the fact that you're still here means that God worked it out. But, but somehow or another, we forget <laughs> that God is going to work it out. I've been in some tight places, man, where I didn't know what was going to happen, but God has worked it out. And, and Rich said, uh, when they went through the Red Sea, he said that the waters stood at attention and they walked through not on muddy ground, they walked through on dry ground. And what I'm saying is, that if if the if the Israelites could be called as a witness they would say that God can make a, a way out of no way when Pharaoh's army is on your trail and there's a red sea before you and there are mountains beside you God can make a way out of no way if we were called Daniel as a witness just for being faithful to God Daniel was already praying 3 times a day let me do that one more time Daniel was already praying 3 times a day I'm going to do that one more time because somebody is waiting to begin to pray when they get in trouble. But sometimes being faithful to God will get you in trouble. Sometimes you don't have to do anything wrong, but Daniel was praying three times a day. And because he was faithful to God and continued to be faithful to God, he was thrown into a den of hungry lions. But don't you know that in the morning of the next day, uh, he said to the king, my God sent his angel and he shut the lion's mouth. God can make a way out of no way. There was a woman in John chapter 8 who was caught in adultery in the very act. She had messed up. And I want to throw this one in for somebody in case you're thinking that it's only the Daniels and it's only the children of Israel. But God can make a way out of no way because he does not see you as who you are. He sees you as who you will become and he will not allow the enemy to destroy you. Smoking flax, and he will not snuff out and a bruised reed he will not break. And so the woman caught in adultery in the very act when they thought they had her and they thought that they were going to destroy her, hey, God shows up and says, woman, where are those thine accusers? He can make a way out of no way. And so I'm going to rejoice even in my trials. I'm going to rejoice even in my problems because he's developing endurance in me. He's developing character in me. He's giving me a hope that will not be ashamed. But I'm almost done because the third reason to rejoice, not only... Uh, the friendship with God has been restored, not only do I need not fret any trial or fear any problem because God is my friend, the last thing is that my faith empowers me to look forward to sharing God's glory. I, I look forward to sharing God's glory. That Paul blows my mind with this because he says, I get to share God's glory. Patient zero messed up. And I've messed up. And, and J.D., you've messed up. And Pastor Mota, you've messed up. We, we've all messed up. And it's, it's not just us. Everybody watching us has messed up. We're born in sin. We're shaping in iniquity. Even when uh, we have uh, the, the outward appearance of having it all together. Somebody knows that some of the uh, the worst Pharisees are the ones who act like they got it all together. But all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I'm here to encourage you that Jesus took our place And he paid the price for the sins that I did commit. And then in exchange, he gives me the opportunity to share in the glory that I don't deserve. That's what he said. He said, uh, I'm looking forward to sharing in God's glory. And I want to say to somebody who has lost a loved one. Because it's come close to my family. We've lost somebody dear to us. And, and we've got people in emergency rooms right now that we're praying for. And 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 today I got a call from somebody who's on hospice, who's about to expire. I had the opportunity to pray with her. But, but I'm here to encourage you that we can still rejoice because of the promise that we're going to share in God's glory. And I want to say to you, don't you give up right now because you are discouraged. I, I need you to understand something. That this is only a moment in time. But God is going to come through and he's eventually going to take us out of time and move us into eternity. And we're going to be able to share in his glory. And I'm happy about what God's going to do. I'm happy to see how he's shifting the church and reordering our priorities. And as Pastor Lola Moore Johnson talked about, this liminal moment where we ought to step back and so we can get rid of and what we need to hold on to and what we need to revise. I'm excited about what's going to happen for the church after this, but I'm even more excited about the fact that one day I'm going to get to share in his glory. One day, the wicked are going to cease from troubling. One day, the weary are going to be at rest. One day, the lion's going to lie down with the lamb and a child is going to lead them. One day, I'm going to walk on streets of gold. One day, I'm going to live in a mansion that God himself has prepared for me. One day, Things are going to change for all of us. And I'm looking forward to that day. And so I'm not giving up on God. I don't care how difficult it is. And I know some of us are going through some tough times. But like the disciples, when he turns to them after everybody else went away, Jesus says to them, will you also go away? They said, to whom will we turn? And I'm saying to you, you may be under the covers. But when you get out from under those covers, you keep on following Jesus because he's made a promise to you that you'll be able to share in his glory. I'm almost done, but I need to say this to you, and this is in this third week of revival, and this is coming from a pastor who's been in this game for a little while, and that is that I need you, if you're watching this, to understand that all of the promises that every preacher has talked to you about, there is an assumption underneath all of them. These promises are to believers. I just wanna say it. What God has promised is to a believer. And I I don't want you to get caught up in the inspiration and think that this is just motivational talk. These are promises that are given to the people of God. And if you're not a believer, I need you to make a decision to become one because all of the promises about what God is going to do are for people who trust in him for salvation. The Bible says, he that believeth and is baptized, the same shall be saved. And I want to encourage you, that all of these promises are yours, but the assumption is that you're in Christ. And if you're not in Christ, I need you to get in Christ. And it's not hard at all to do. He's done all the work, but all you gotta do is just believe. And so I'm closed. I'm done, I'm done, but I wanna say to you that I've got a made up mind. (laughs) I've got a made up mind, it doesn't matter what happens, I don't know what's coming tomorrow, I don't know what's going, but I got a made up mind. And no matter what it costs, even if it costs me my life, I've got heaven in my view. I've got the opportunity to walk on streets of gold, not just to walk on the streets of gold, but to sit at the feet of Jesus, to be surrounded by other people who have loved him and those who have suffered for him. Because the Bible says, if we suffer with him, we shall reign with him. I got a made up mind. Patient zero, Adam, I'm not mad at you. You did the best you could. But I'm happy that Jesus came through. the great physician, and with his blood, he has fixed everything that you lost, Adam. I got a made up mind, hallelujah. Jesus we thank you so much for your word that reminds us that even though Satan thought that he had us Kurt Carr says the devil thought he had me but Jesus came and grabbed me and I, I'm so grateful that you came he didn't expect you to do what you did to be willing to, to give yourself up to redeem your creation but I am so grateful that you did so grateful that you came down through forty and two generations, planted yourself in the womb of a woman that you might take our place. And God, you have done it. You told the disciples as you went away that if I go, I'm coming again to receive you unto myself. And I'm asking God to lift our eyes beyond our current problems and our current pain that we might see heaven, that we might see eternity with you and that we might refocus our attention refocus our priorities on expending eternity with you and that we'll learn how to count it all joy concerning even our trials, that what we're going through right now is not much compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. God, help us to have a made-up mind because we've got heaven in our view. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 And amen. God got his glory this evening. I believe that there are some people who made up their mind tonight as a result of your faithfulness, Pastor Goodman, in delivering this word. We want to celebrate what God has done around the globe in this very moment, because there are people I know, I believe it with all my heart, who have finally made up their minds that they're going to follow Jesus. Oh, what a powerful moment that was. I believe that God is using you and your wife in this season for a particular reason, I sense an evangelistic spirit on you, Pastor Goodman. Um, What you did tonight is you hit the core of our situation. And I believe that inspiration, motivation, and guidance has been provided tonight through you as a vessel. And we need to pray for you. Like we do each and every night, we need to pour back into the preacher. And I'm going to ask if Pastor Moda would do us the honor of praying on your behalf. Listen, as Pastor Moda prays, I'm encouraging all of you right now If you've made up your mind, if you receive salvation, the free gift that God is so willing to give, if tonight you're saying that I'm going to hold on to God, I'm going to activate my faith, I'm going to take what this preacher said, and I'm going to move in the direction of my destiny. Oh, yes, I got heaven in my view. If that is your decision tonight, if that is your decision tonight, and you are grateful for this preacher for being faithful, I'm asking you to pray. Wherever you are, let's unite our faith together. And Pastor Mota will lead us now as we pray for this man of God. Let's pray.
1: Father God, we just want to say thank you because heaven is in our view. God, we want to say thank you for using Pastor Goodman to remind us, God, that you, where you are, that place is our ultimate goal, but it's a place for believers. God, that caveat, that, that, that the idea that we, we have to do something, but so small, just believe. Just believe, God. As you told, as, as as the Bible tells the story of the prisoner, he says, what must I do to be saved? And he says, just believe. God, give us that belief in our spirits. God, help us to know, Lord, that there is no rock, no mountain that you have not already moved to allow us this access to you. Father, please, please, as Pastor Goodman has poured into us, may you now pour back into him two, three, and fourfold, God. Give him the blessings, God. Give him, God, all those assurances that he needs. He says that he has lost someone to COVID, someone dear to his family. God, I pray that you would be the counselor, the comforter, and go to their family, Father, as there are many who may be able to say, Pastor, me too. Me too. I've also lost someone. Please pray for me. Father, you know who those people are. Just bless them. Where there is, is a need, God, fill it, especially for him, Father. Father, to Today is Teacher Appreciation Day. It's no wonder that his wife is also a teacher. Aside from being a wife and a mother and a wonderful singer, God, she's also a teacher. So I pray, God, that you would bless her as she goes forward in her studies and and helping those children, God, to achieve success. I just pray for her, Father, and I pray for their children as they continue to grow. God, may they continue to grow before you in your sight. Father, bless them. Be with them. Help them to never, Father. Feel that you have abandoned them and they always know that you are there. Continue to bless us as well as you blessed us through him. Now bless him, Father. In your holy name, we do pray these things. And we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Amen. Amen.
0: amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Pastor Mota, for praying for us. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to do me a favor in this moment. I need you to make sure that after we tune, after we we end this, this stream, that you share this. We want the world to hear this mighty message of salvation and encouragement. And we want you to be that vessel. Be an evangelist. Y'all know what you can do in order to be an evangelist. You don't have to go and knock on doors. All you have to do is press that button and share what God has given you with somebody else tonight. I need for you, if you're in this place, this virtual sanctuary, and it is your desire to be baptized, that decision that you've made tonight is laced with that further step that must be taken. And that is, I want to go all the way and make my, uh, make my I want to make a declaration to this world that God is my Lord he is my savior and you need to be baptized. Ladies and gentlemen, don't let this moment pass you by. Take advantage of this opportunity that God has given you and link up with us, we promise that we'll do what we need to do to help you across that line. If you want to participate in a virtual baptism, because we're going to have one this weekend, we're going to end this revival by putting those who desire to be baptized in the watery grave of baptism. If you want to be a part of that number, if you need Bible study, if you need special prayer, then please do what you did last night. Many of you who were bold enough to share with us your number, we will call you. We will call you. Put it in the comment section. Send us a message, a direct message, a private message there at the Quarantine Revival Facebook page. We will call you if you need to send an email. You feel more comfortable by sending an email, please feel free. Use our email address, thequarantinerevival at gmail.com. Reach out to us. We have pastors who are going to pray with you. We have Bible workers who are willing to work with you. And y'all, if you want to be baptized, guess what? Quarantine will not keep that from from happening. We believe in this place of quarantine, there will be no barrier, no obstacle that's gonna keep you from doing what God has called you to do. So I'm encouraging, imploring you, I'm, I'm asking you, please respond to this call that was made tonight through the man of God and allow this moment to be the moment that you can remember the trajectory of your life being altered. We love you guys, we celebrate you, Thank you so much for tuning in and worshiping with us tonight. Again, make sure you share. If you desire to give, if God has placed it on your heart to sow a seed, sowing a seed, not into this preacher, not into the singer, sowing a seed into the lives of people who are struggling with financial insecurity, who are in a financial crisis. If you want to give, let me remind you before we let you go that you can use the cash app and send it to the money sign, the quarantine revival. Again, that is the money sign, the quarantine revival via cash app. And you can also use that avenue over at PayPal and use our Gmail account. That again is the quarantine revival at gmail.com via PayPal. Every cent that you are sowing into the lives of these people will enhance their experience and will help them get through this tough time a financial crisis. Again, thank you so much for all of you who've been giving. And we celebrate what God is doing in your life through this quarantine revival. God bless you. God bless you. Continue to share this thing. Let the world know that God blessed us tonight. And we pray that God will give you rejuvenating rest. Go ahead and sleep well tonight. Let the peace of the Lord allow you to get rejuvenating rest because tonight you've made a decision to accept Jesus as your savior. God bless you. God be with you. I'm going to play our outro. And then you guys have a blessed rest of the
3: evening. Bless you, JD. Thank you. Bless you, Michelle. I'm looking Bless forward to that you. word tomorrow. <laughs> pray, pray, pray. Oh yeah, I'm praying. Amen.